before we get to Mike Dreyer and Bob McDonald and Ayoka Lee and all kinds of other good stuff, John, sometimes as sports writers, we cover events and we get out very late at night. And sometimes you're locked in a gym. Sometimes you're locked in a press box. Sometimes you're locked in a stadium. We all have ripped pants uh, and, and stress lines all around our eyes to prove it. But sometimes you just got to deal with 31 degree below wind chill as you're walking to your car. Yeah, that was the case for me, Jim. Tuesday night, um, New London Spicer High School, hoping to see history made. Didn't didn't happen that night, but it will, and we'll get to that. But yeah, you know, you look at that uh, weather bug on your phone, and you see the air temperature is, I don't know, it was like 18 below after the basketball game, and it feels like 31 below. And I can agree, it felt like 31 below. I'm glad I had a jacket on and some uh, and some socks, because it was... I didn't see anybody walking around in short pants. I'll tell you that it was, uh, it was brutal. It was cold, but, uh, what are you going to do that? We live in Minnesota. We, we like to complain about it, but we're tough. That's, that's the bottom line. We're tough. Well, that was the, the Royal we, because you're talking about yourself. You're not talking about me. You're tough. I'm not. Uh, it's one of the reasons you can do the job you do. This is, by the way, Preps a Day with John Millay. He's John Millay from the MSHSL. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Our, our producer, as has been the case for many years now, is Brandon Morton. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. See the shows as they were released. You can go to TalkNorth.com and check out all the outdoors content, all the sports content, all the variety content, or you can just subscribe to your favorite podcast app. That is easy. It is free. And we do appreciate those who do that. Let's get to it now. Mike Dreyer and Bob McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, that's the reason I was at New London Spicer High School Tuesday night. Um, Mike Dreyer, the girls basketball coach there, he's on the verge of history as only the second uh, basketball coach in Minnesota history to win a thousand games. He came into that game Tuesday night with 999, and I had been at win number 999 last week at Glencoe Silver Lake, and uh, kind of wrote a story before he actually well, he hasn't reached a thousand because they didn't win Tuesday night. But I posted a story over the weekend, just kind of going back through Mike's history and and uh, how this all came about. And but he's going to have another crack at a thousand. Friday night, uh, New London Spicer, Wildcats, girls team. They'll be at home again against Watertown Mayor. The opponent Tuesday night was Litchfield, and and I was there. And the Litchfield Dragons, they had other ideas, so they they defeated the Wildcats. Not a really supercharged, high-intensity game. The final score was 37-25. to 25. Hmm. Ne- Neither team, you know. Uh, New London Spicer, they just is one of those nights. They couldn't make a basket for for to save their soul, and and Litchfield played deliberately on offense and, and got some good shots, got some breaks. It was one of those deals. You know, we see this in sports, especially basketball. You figure there's going to be a run here. The team that's favored, they're going to get on a big run, and and New London just couldn't do that. They couldn't get going. But the Bob McDonald part of this equation is really interesting to me. So Mike Dreyer, he's going to get to a thousand wins and more. The only other coach in Minnesota history is the late great Bob McDonald of Chisholm Boys basketball fame, and and it's pretty rare company. And uh, when I talked with Mike about this, I said I'm I'm going to mention your name in the same sentence with Bob McDonald. How does that sound to you? And Mike was like, that doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> you know, he's very <laughs> Mike is just the most humble guy. He he doesn't like the attention, and uh, but it's really amazing what he's done. So if, if you go to John's journal at mshsl.org, you can read a lot of these details. 
details. Here's what really stood out to me, though. So Bob McDonald, he retired in 2014 with 1,012 career wins. He was 80 years old when he stepped down. Mike Dreyer turned 70 last fall, and he's already at, at you know, one more, one went away from 1,000 at 10 years younger than Bob was. Bob coached for 59 years. This is Mike Dreyer's 44th season. And those are uh, unbelievable numbers. It's it's really astonishing what Mike has done, and it's largely been under the radar. I don't think your general sports fans and a lot of high school sports fans really know the Mike Dreyer details here. And I think there's several reasons. New London Spicer, they don't play in the biggest class. They're you know they're a two A, three A. You know there's four classes in basketball. They're at the mid levels there. They've been to state a lot, 19 times, which I think is a record. They've won two state tournaments, but it's not a team you see at state every year getting to state championship games. Geography, I think, is part of it. You know, from where I live in the in the south part of the metro, it's it's a little more than two hours to New London. It's not a metro school, and as we all know, until kind of recently girls basketball just hasn't received as much attention as boys basketball, but it's, it's a great place. Uh, it's a great place. New London Spicer. I know other people there. I've known Mike for a long time. I was there four years ago this month when he got his 900th win. Um, and I, the story, I, I, I mentioned the circumstances when Mike was fresh out of college, as he puts it, he squeezed four years of college into six and two thirds years because he bounced <laughs> around. He went to the U and Hamlin and I think Winona, I think Bemidji and kind of squeezed everything out of college. He could. So in 1978, he gets hired as a teacher, social studies, history teacher at New London. 1978, that's a year. I was a freshman in college and I'm 63 years old. That's how long ago that was. So he, but he was hired as a teacher and he wanted to coach. He had coached youth sports and had been an athlete. He was given the choice. There were two positions. He could be the head coach of seventh grade boys basketball or be an assistant on the girls varsity basketball team. And he said the, the higher level appealed to him. I mean, he could have become a seventh grade boys basketball coach, but he chose the girls job as an assistant. But before that first season started, the head coach retired. So here's young Mike Mike Dreyer, a head coach, his first year, and, and they had a losing record the first season, and ever since, 44 years, that's the only losing record. And Mike told me he doesn't have any plans to retire. Uh, bless him, he does a great job. And uh, before this season, I, I did a little research, before this season, uh, there are only 12 girls basketball coaches in the country with a thousand wins. So that is pretty impressive. Number two on the list in Minnesota behind Mike is Myron Glass, who was at Rochester Lords. He retired in 2014. He's number two with 719 wins. Mike has 999. So that's a lot of wins every year. He's in his 44th year, so uh, they'll, he'll get to 1,000 here. It'll be a big night. I'm not certain. I'll be there Friday night, but I'm going to be uh, looking for the score. And like I said, I was at Glencoe Silver Lake last week to see Mike get to win number 999. And that's a special place, that school in Glencoe. The facilities are unbelievable. I hadn't been there in a few years. and They've added so much uh, to their athletic spaces, multiple courts and, and just great spaces there. I got lost. I, I, I remembered what it used to be like before they 
added this new big, uh, this, uh, field house and everything. And, and I, I didn't even know where I was. I thought I was in the wrong town, but so I'm sitting there in the bleachers at Glencoe gym and watching this girl's basketball game. And, and I hear this young man sitting a few rows behind me, sitting with three buddies. I hear a voice say, Mr. Malay, can we be on the podcast? And I turned <laughs> around and it was four four guys, four young, you know, high school kids from, from uh, new London. And, uh, well, as now, you guys, you're on the podcast. I did you're tweet on the a podcast. photo. They're of them. famous. They made it. They made it. I did tweet a photo of them and mention their request to be on the podcast. We all had a good time. And I'll, I'll kind of cap off this part of the podcast with a couple other basketball notes. I, I was notified of something really cool this past Monday night in Ashby up north a little bit. As a fundraiser, they invited fans at a boys' basketball game between Ashby and West Central area. Adults, you know, post-high school kids, if you've still got your old letter jackets, wear them to the game. And they had a bunch of businesses and other donors basically pledge a dollar amount for every letter jacket. So 66 people came in wearing their old letter jackets from, from wherever they went to school. And hundreds of dollars were raised, and some of it went to the Ashby Legacy Fund, and some of it went to the West Central Area Music Department. That's really a neat idea. I th- I'd never heard of that before. I don't have my old letter jacket. What my mom? I was. I'm one of six kids. After we all graduated, or for like for our high school graduation parties, she basically took the letters off our jackets. You know, this, we all had medals sewn on there, and she made like this framed display case with the letter and medals. I've got mine hanging in my office. It's really cool. I'm really glad she did that. And I, but I don't have a letter jacket, but if this, if this were a case where I needed a letter jacket, one of my, one of my sons, I think both of my sons, old high school letter jackets are hanging in a closet somewhere. I could probably come up with one. So that's uh, that's a neat thing they did in Ashby. And uh, a while back we had uh, Carl Pearson, the former Waconia girls basketball coach, current author on our podcast. He's been on a couple times talking about both of his books. I, I just learned yesterday, Carl's been diagnosed with esophageal cancer. Oh, so he's going to be starting treatment. He's a young guy with young kids and just a, as nice of a guy as I know. And he's the executive director of the Minnesota Girls Basketball Coaches Association. Everybody knows Carl. Everybody likes Carl a lot. So there's a fund to help support Carl and his family here. Uh, they're asking for contributions via Venmo, and I tweeted this out on Tuesday afternoon, I think. Uh, the, you can send money on Venmo to at Profe Olson, P-R-O-F-E-O-L-O-L-S-O-N. That's Eric Olson, one of Carl's fellow, fellow teachers and coaches in Waconia. If you find me on Twitter at MSHSL John, there's a, there's a thread that uh, – kind of explains what Carl's facing here and, and how you can contribute. So we're all thinking about, uh, about our friend, Carl Pearson, man. Well, terrible news, but I, I yeah. I'm sure he will receive a lot of support, uh, given the way he's, he's handled his career and his relationships. Uh, Hey, I want to remind everybody, uh, we're sponsored by pizza barn, pizza barn in Princeton. Also want to let you know at talknorth.com, we have uh, added Mike Grimm voice of the Gophers to the podcast network, along with everybody else, Cheryl Reeve, John Malay, uh, Anthony LaPanta, Michael Russo, John Krasinski, Jeff Diamond, tons of outdoor content. Thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. All right. Well, after, off a tough story, let's go to a great story. Uh, Aoka Lee 
Yeah, um, Jim, you wrote about her this week. You know, she's the, the basketball player from Byron High School down outside of Rochester. As everybody who's paying attention knows, she set an NCAA record. She plays basketball at Kansas State. She scored 61 points against Oklahoma. You wrote a great column about her. You talked to people in Byron. Why don't you tell us some of the things you learned about her? Yeah, you know, I, I was kind of scraping around. And, and you know the way access works. It's like uh, I contacted K-State. They said, oh, she's going to do a press conference tomorrow. I'm like, well, it doesn't help someone who's going to write a column today. Uh, and But what, as we both know so well, John, uh, you always have to make an effort to talk to the principal, but so often the best stories come from talking to people around the principal. Yes. They, you know, yes. they have a different perspective. They're, they're not worried about like looking like they have an ego. They're, they're you know, not worried about talking about themselves. They, and so I ended up getting a hold of the uh, now principal, then activities director, uh, and her high school basketball coach, uh, two different people, and Malia Schrader and Darren Nelson, and they just raved about her. And they started both started off raving about her as a human being and as a president of the student council, someone who did charitable work and someone who did in, invested extra time coaching youth basketball and showed up for everything she could possibly. And you know, basically what they both said was, this is a great human being. It's really cool. She's also a good basketball player. Yeah, I did see her play a couple times in high school, and she's one of those kids. She, you know, physically she was she's she was big, she was tall, and I think it just was a matter of time. I don't know how many big time offers she had out of high school. She had she had a handful, I know, but but to see that, to have a game like that, I mean, that's to me that's hard work. That mm. is, you know, physically it was there, and and when I saw her in high school. She was one of those kids. You, you could see the tools were there. They just needed some fine tuning. And boy, she's done that. And she, she's on a decent team and, and have a hot night like that. That That's amazing. But I, and I was unaware of, of the off the court stuff that you found out about. I thought that was really, really valuable. And uh, yeah, Byron's a great little school down there and they've had a lot of good athletics success. I've seen a lot of their different teams play. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, and, you know, and then we find out afterwards, she, she could go out, you know, she could put herself out for the WNBA draft, Yeah, but she's going to come back next season. She's going to be a senior. She wants to get that college degree. How awesome is that? You know, I, I assume she'll have She'd probably have a good professional basketball career, but getting that degree is important to her. So, so yeah, I think go, she's already, I think she's already gotten her psychology degree, and she wants okay. to stay to finish her graduate degree in like yeah. couples therapy. She's how way about, ahead. So, how about uh, yeah, that? She, yeah, really a remarkable human being. Yeah, and uh, awesome. and the other thing is, in terms of basketball, I mean, like Rachel Bannum, great college basketball yeah. player, great shooter, shot the three a lot, handled the ball, could get her shot whenever she wanted. And Rachel scored her 60 points in a double overtime game that was in the hundreds yeah. and shooting three pointers. Ayoka Lee did it against a ranked team shooting, not even attempting a three point. Right, shot. Right. That's, that's As you said, that is hard yeah. work. Yeah. And that's, you know, that says a lot about her and, and says a lot about just the way she, the way people talk about her now, that says a lot about her herself, her family, and her yep. hometown. She was raised right, and that it does take a village. So congrats to her and everybody in Byron. Yeah, really cool stuff. Hey, let's go ahead and thank uh, Jody Stay and Pizza Barn in Princeton, pizzabarnprinceton.com. 
Yeah, you know, our friends up there at Pete, at the Pizza Barn uh, in Princeton, Jody and everybody, like I, I talked about last week, I was able to sit with Jody at a Princeton boys basketball game or, or son Hayden was playing and we had a good uh, good get together there. And they are always pitching in at the Pizza Barn to help out local efforts and local groups. And one of the latest things came one day earlier this week, they held a fundraiser for the Zimmerman archery team. I don't know if that's a high school archery team, the high school league, we don't have archery. So I, I assume it's a youth archery group. And one evening, as people came in for dinner and ordered takeout and delivery, 20% of all those proceeds went to the uh, archery team from Zimmerman. That's just the latest example of how community-minded the pizza barn is. And it's on these cold days, if you, uh, as I think I mentioned this last week, if you need a lunch option for the kids who are at home from school, they've got kids' pizza kits with everything there. The kids put their pizzas together. Make it just the way they want it. You pop it in the oven. You got it. If you go online to pizzabarnprinceton.com under the kids menu, you'll find that or give them a call. They'll put them together for you. $3.99 a piece. That's cool. Uh, they've got the lunch buffet with different menu items every day. It's it's really awesome what they do there. And, and Jody did tell me, you know, they're, they're gearing up for another great year with the food truck they're they're in the works of adding a second food truck so so business is good at the pizza barn and, and the people there are even better thanks to them for for being a, a huge supporter of our podcast yes thanks jody and by the way we delayed a number of uh, live shows on the network this month because of omicron it looks like all the metrics are pointing to uh, that slacking off and uh, life being yeah. much more livable here in the next few weeks. So we do plan on doing a live show up at Jody's place, and we'll let you know when we have a date for that. Uh, let's get to the Heart of the Arts Award. Yeah, Jim, last week we talked about this year's Minnesota Spirit of Sport Award winner. That's St. Michael Albertville girls soccer coach Megan Johnson, uh, who I wrote about in the fall. She donated a kidney to the mother of three of her players. That That's phenomenal. You can find that story on John's Journal. And uh, uh, just over the weekend, I announced uh, also on John's Journal, our Heart of the Arts Award winner. This is for kids in the arts, you know, music band, speech, debate, choir, things like that. Uh, it's Nicholas Fryer. He graduated from Chatfield High School last spring. We, what we do, we kind of put out the call for some of these awards. And I got a response from uh, someone at Chatfield to tell me about Nick. It was the, the speech coach there. This is a young man. He's now a college freshman at Winona State. He was born with tremendous hearing loss, which was obvious. You know, when he was young, I talked to his mom and, and Nick and I communicated via, via email. So he had cochlear implants at a very young age. Uh, a lot of speech therapy, lip reading skills, um, and he he wanted to be on the speech team. And and he was started in seventh grade. He worked super hard with, in, through obstacles that those of us without any kind of hearing issues we have no we have no concept of what that is. But he worked hard for six years, uh, and and as as his senior year was starting, his goal was to make it to the state speech tournament, which he did. It's really an astonishing story of someone who persevered over adversity that just most of us will never understand. So congrats to Nick Fryer from Chatfield High School. And again, you can read about Nick at John's Journal. And there's another speech story in the works here. Um, I just kind of started working on this today. Um, anybody who knows, who watches local TV in the Twin Cities, we know Jason DeRussia from mm -hmm. Channel 4. He's on the morning show. He fills in. 
uh, you know, on the evening news. And I've, I've known Jason, not well, but we've communicated over the years, you know, via Twitter and email. And he's the speech coach and the debate coach at Maple Grove High School. Really? He is in his That's first cool. year. In his first year, he was in high school speech out in the suburbs of Chicago. He was never a debater, but he also took on the debate coaching duties. That's basically a fall activity and now speech is starting up. So we had a really nice chat, uh, you know, very humorous people who know Jason from TV. That's the real Jason to Russia, just a mm-hmm. really engaging guy. So I've talked with Jason. I'm, I'm working on some other things. I'm going to go to a, to a speech event, I think this weekend and, and talk to some of the kids. So keep an eye out for that story. That'll, that'll be fun. That's really cool. You know, I don't know Jason well, but I really yeah. like him and I like his work and that's a cool story. All right, let's go to most valuable teammate. Yep, the most valuable teammate this week, an honor uh, uh, bestowed by the Minnesota State High School League, is Elijah Merrick. He's a junior basketball player at Westbrook Walnut Grove. I've been to that school down in southwest Minnesota. Elijah suffered season-ending injuries in each of the previous three years, but he's, he's, he's still on the team here. He continues to model perseverance and positivity. He finds different ways to help the team. He plays a vital role with his engagement in practice and his leadership on the bench during games. That is a most valuable teammate. So congrats to Elijah Merrick from Westbrook Walnut Grove. I have a hard time saying that Westbrook Walnut Grove. You say it you fast, it you're off. in trouble. I, I've been, like I said, I've been there. That helps with the pronunciation, I, I think. There you go. Well, I, well, I would like, I wish that were true. There are 85 <laughs> places in Minnesota I, I've been to and I still can't pronounce. My wife reminds me of that all the time. Yes, uh, yes. I also remember when I first moved to the Twin Cities in 1990, I had no idea what to do with Matamidi. I had no idea what that was. No one can look at that word for the first time and know how to pronounce it. Absolutely yeah. not. One of yeah. my favorites when I lived in Arizona, there's a town called Ajo, A J O, Ajo. It's not a ho. <laughs> and I remember hearing, hearing another TV person, you know, an anchor down there who had, who was kind of new. I, I saw there was some interview or she was speaking somewhere and she was very grateful to somebody else, else at the station. One of the vital pieces of information, the first time she had to read a news story about something that happened in Ajo, Arizona, A-J-O. She was so glad somebody told her, don't say a ho. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> they they won't beautiful. like that. So Matamidi, Minnesota and Ajo, Arizona. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's go to another staple of this show. Let's yeah. thank a ref. Yeah, we're going to thank a ref by encouraging people to become refs. Um, several times a year, we have begun holding a, a kind of recruiting forums for people who might be interested in officials. Before COVID, we had a couple of these in person, and now we do them online, and I don't think we're going to go back to in person. That means travel for people. And, and so the next one will be February 21st. This will be at 6 p.m., and these are really professionally done. They're on Zoom. Anybody can tune in. There's no cost. If you just want to listen, that's great. Uh, it's a risk-free, a simple way to learn more about officiating opportunities. Veteran officials from different sports and activities will speak. And uh, it's just, it, it, it's a great thing. And I, I watch these. And like I've said on the podcast, I, I 
talk the talk about officials, how we need more. I'm walking the walk. I'm one of my New Year's resolutions. I'm going to become a certified official in at least one high school league activity this year. And uh, I encourage anybody to do that. We'll have information on how to take part uh, on MSHSL.org. I will post those on my Twitter account and the MSHSL Facebook page as we get closer to the date. But if you want to put that on your calendar, February 21st at 6 o'clock for a, for a Zoom recruiting forum, uh, we'd love to see you there. Good stuff. I'm glad you're doing that work. Uh, let's go to Mark Solberg. Yeah, this is, this is great news for Mark Solberg. Not so much news for everybody who knows and likes and loves Mark Solberg. He's a great friend of mine, maybe one of the best friends I have in uh, in uh, schools in Minnesota. He has announced he will retire as the activities director at Cambridge Isanti at the end of the school year. Mark is Mr. Cambridge Isanti. He's been a teacher, a coach, an administrator there for 41 years. He's been the AD for 23 years. And I absolutely don't know of anyone in that profession who's more respected than Mark Solberg. He, he's always smiling. He greets you. When I'm going to a game in, in Cambridge, and it happened last fall, I went to a football game and he had to let me know where he had a parking spot for me. And and the, the staff there waved me through, you know, behind the ropes in the parking area. And, and there's Mark I was standing there waiting for my car. And, uh, you know, just as good a guy. He also holds the record in providing pretzels and cheese for the doofus from the high school league. So wow. at this football game last fall, I, Mark told me he had a spot for me up in the press box if I want to take my, my bag and my laptop up there. So I get up there before the game and... There was a stack of four giant pretzels at this spot and a big bucket of cheese product. And, you know, I'm talking to the guys in the press box who were there for every game, scoreboard guys, PA guys, radio guys. I said, hey, I'm not eating four pretzels, so dig in. And all of them were way too, you know, no, John, those are for you. Mark Mark brought those up for you. I did not eat four pretzels that night. But that's that we know of. That we know of that I will, you know, uh, neither confirm nor deny. Um, I, I ate, I ate one and I will not further comment, but that's the kind of guy Mark is. He will just go above and beyond his smile, his exuberance, his professionalism, just so many things about him. I'm going to miss those. So, so many others are, you know, in Cambridge and around the state, he's been on the board of directors of the high school league. Uh, I've, my wife and I have hung out with him at, uh, at various meetings around the country. He's just, he's one of these guys, he's done so much for so many. And, and as sorry as, as myself and, you know, thousands of others, people are to see him go. He has certainly earned the right to do the things that he wants to do. You know, he's got a great family. Uh, he's got kids who are educators just like he was and got grandkids and just, uh, I, I don't think high, more highly of anybody than Mark Solberg at Cambridge Isanti. So that's, uh, that's just, uh, I'm so thrilled for him. I hope someday I can retire and join Mark Solberg out on a golf course somewhere. That sounds like a great life plan. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't. I don't have, I don't make plans very well. I don't have plans to retire, but boy, seeing my buddy Mark do it, I'm super envious and jealous. <laughs> well, someday, someday, buddy. Um, you know, just off your talk North receipts. I mean, that's, that's go. like a, hey. that's like a Hawaiian, uh, oh, you know, man. like an oceanfront property in Hawaii. I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. You're headed for that. that. Yeah. Uh, I, I could maybe buy a stack of pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> More than four. Uh, we have more than that's four, what we I promise. Unlimited uh, that was a, pretzels. 
Uh, thanks to John for such a good show. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Thank you to our producer, Brandon Morton, our sales executive, Karen Cleary, Jody Stave, Pizza Barn in Princeton. We'll talk to you next week.